Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Plot point two marks a major turning point. And the rest of act two will show your protagonist in active conflict with the antagonistic forces. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. What is a plot point and why do you need them? In this episode, I'm going to continue talking about your 3X structure and the plot points that hold up the structure of Act 2 and Act 3. Before you get into your plot points, you need to have some key things in place. Number one, you need a main character with a desire that leads to a definable goal. Number two, opposition. There should be an antagonist or antagonistic forces, and this will usually be introduced by your first plot point at the end of Act 1. We talked about this last week. Number three, you need conflict. There's got to be a battle of wills. And number four, you need some kind of an outcome. So plot points are key moments or events in your story that impact your protagonist vis-a-vis his or her individual journey or quest. So you can think of plot points as major turning points. They spin both character and reader into a new direction that's irreversible. There's got to be consequences to each plot point. For your protagonist, there's no going back to the way things were. So it's a reversal of your protagonist's status quo thus far. Whether you use the snowflake method or the hero's journey, save the cat, or the seven-point structure, all stories have a beginning, middle, and end. Act one, act two, act three. Let's just keep it simple. Act one is roughly 25% of your book. Act two is 50% and act three is 25%. If your novel is, say, 100,000 words, your first act is 25,000 words, your second act is 50,000 words, and your third act is 25,000 words. 
roughly. You don't need to be exact. These are guidelines. But you never want your act one to comprise 50% of your book. If you do, there's probably a major plot point missing, or the story is taking way too long to get underway, and it may be bogged down with too many mundane scenes and events. Your first act is to establish the characters, their world as they know it, and then there's a significant event that upsets the character's status quo. When the first major plot point hits at the end of the first act, life as your protagonist knows it is upended. It signals a change of pace for your protagonist. Everything changes. Now, for more on Act 1, listen to episode 174. I'll link in the show notes. The first plot point brings us into Act 2. It has consequences. So the protagonist leaves his known world, either metaphorically or literally. What he or she knew to be true about the world is blown apart. So he or she is now embroiled in the conflict despite his or her own resistance. So that's the end of Act 1. It's the beginning of the conflict. So the first plot point brings us into Act 2. Act two is your story. It's where the main action plays out. It's roughly 50% of your manuscript. It's also where a lot of writers get stuck. I want you to think of each act as having its own beginning, middle, and end. In act two, your protagonist is absorbed in pursuing a goal. Act one established The story problem, for example, Michael Corleone from The Godfather murdered two men in a Bronx restaurant, and one of them was a cop. There goes his life as a law-abiding citizen. That's really what he wants. This was established in the setup. He never wanted to be like his criminal father as much as he loves him, but now he's thrust into the family drama. In Act 2, He's going to try to solve that problem that was set up in Act 1. And the antagonist or antagonistic forces, whatever they are, will put up obstacles. In the first half of Act 2, your protagonist is going to try to solve this problem. For the first half of Act 2, he's going to take action, but it's mostly reactionary. He's still trying to avoid this problem. He's trying to sidestep it a little, but he is reacting. And this approach isn't going to be sustainable. Plot point two is the midpoint. This comes at roughly the 50% mark of your story. So it's the centerpiece. It's in the middle of act two. The first act established the story problem. In Act 2, your protagonist will try to solve that problem. Your character can no longer ignore the conflict. Whatever happens at the first plot point will invest your protagonist so deeply that he or she has no choice but to spend the first half of the second act reacting to it. We use the example from The Godfather. The first plot point is when Michael murders the two men who devised the assassination attempt on his father. One of them was a cop, and this leads us into Act 2. 
from this very moment, his world is never going to be the same. He can't go back to the person he used to be, which was far different than his criminal family. There's no going back to who he used to be. Plot one happens at the end of act one, and this leads us into act two. So now we have the midpoint. Halfway through your book, halfway through the second act, we find the second of our major plot points. Like your first major plot point, this one is going to unsettle your character's world all over again. This time, though, he's going to be forced not just to react, but he's going to be taking deliberate action to overcome the antagonistic forces. For example, in The Godfather, in the second act, Michael is hiding out in Sicily. So the first plot point, he gunned down a mob boss and a police officer, and this sets off a a mob war, and killing a police officer violates some pretty fundamental rules. So he's hiding. He's in reactionary mode for the first half of Act 2. He's hiding from the criminal justice system and mob retaliation from Barzini, who's another crime boss in America. He's on the run. Enter plot point two. This is midway through your second act. Your protagonist's life will once again be upended, but this time your protagonist will be shaken out of reactionary mode and will actively go head to head with the antagonist. So while Michael is in Italy... He falls in love with a Sicilian girl, Apollonia, and he marries her. Tragically, she's later killed in a car bomb intended for Michael. The bomb was planted by his bodyguard who betrayed him to his enemies. Now, Apollonia's death is what really hammered home to Michael how severe the situation is and how dangerous Barzini is. If his enemies could find him in the middle of Sicily, well, under the protection of this powerful Italian Don that he's with, he's being protected there, it means they could find him anywhere. This fundamentally changes Michael. He's devastated over Apollonia's death, and this is where he develops a thirst for vengeance and realizes how dangerous Barzini, the main antagonist, is. Before Apollonia's death, Michael wasn't fully committed to life as a mobster. He knew his life would never be the same, but he's not fully committed to a life of crime. He's got his toe dipped in both worlds. He's straddling both at this point. Remember, in Act 1, he's established as someone who wants to take the straight and narrow path. And although he rejects his father's life, he still loves him maybe because his father wants a normal life for him. So the first plot point pulls him away from the life he aspires towards because he's defending his father. Plot point two marks a major turning point. And the rest of act two will show your protagonist in active conflict with the antagonistic forces. Now, what also has transpired in the first half of Act 2, while Michael was hiding out in Italy, is that his older brother, Sonny, was assassinated. Now, some people consider Sonny's assassination as the midpoint, the second plot point. But in terms of character arc, 
I think it's Apollonia's death because this is what fundamentally changes Michael. Sonny's death is a key event, absolutely, but what propels Michael from reactionary mode into full-on active is Apollonia's death, the car bomb that was meant for him. So your plot point two comes at the midpoint of your story, in the middle of act two. Okay, on to plot point three. This is your final plot point. At about the 75% mark in your story, your second act ends and your third act begins with your third and final plot point. By the time we reach Act 3 in The Godfather, Michael's brother Sonny has been assassinated. Sonny's death has led to Vito Corleone's plea for peace, and this allows Michael to come home. And at this point, he's fully committed to his new destiny. He's now fully entrenched into the family business. Apollonia's death has hardened him. So Michael goes to Las Vegas where he begins establishing his and his family's power in their war against the five mafia families. He's married his second wife, Kay, his original girlfriend from Act One, and he promises that he'll legitimize the family business. She's been giving him some pushback about this. So that's basically what happens in the second half of Act Two. Plot point three begins act three. The third plot point is usually a low point for your protagonist. It could be a defeat. It's also known as the all is lost moment. And this leads to the ultimate confrontation between the protagonist and the antagonistic force. And it's the deciding factor in the outcome of the conflict. It determines whether the protagonist will get what he wants or not. So here's where plot point three comes in. Vito Corleone dies suddenly from a heart attack while playing with Michael's young son. So that's plot point three, and it begins act three. So now Michael is the head of the family. He's taken on his father's role as the head of this mafia family. And this is where the story stakes rise in a major way. The third plot point once again changes the direction of the story. So here, your protagonist must make a choice. Vito Corleone's death changes the direction of the story, and Michael becomes the new head of the mafia family. This is not what he wanted when we first met him, and he has resisted it as long as he could. He's made a choice. He's denounced what he came into the story wanting, and now he'll have to face the consequences. So this final plot point will lead to the final confrontation with the antagonist or antagonistic forces. The final plot point that launches Act 3 is where your character must finally confront the consequences and the sacrifices he or she will have to make. So Michael is now a criminal. He's accepted his new life, but at a great cost. As Act 3 continues, we see mounting sacrifices of his own morality. By the time we reach the climax, Michael has become a monster. He's not the person we met in Act 1, far from it. He even has his brother-in-law murdered 
on the day he becomes his nephew's godfather. And there's a whole string of murders that happen while he's at his nephew's baptism. While he's telling the priest, he renounces Satan. This is something his own father never would have done. So he's the opposite of his father at this point. His character arc is one of corruption, and the plot points chart that character arc. Okay, let's wrap this up. Last week, we talked about Act 1 and your first plot point. Go to episode 174 for more on that. I'll link in the show notes. So your first plot point leads to Act 2. Plot point 2 happens about midway through act two. It's the midpoint. You want to think of it as the centerpiece of your story. Up until this point in act two, your protagonist has been taking action, but it's been more reactionary. Plot point two marks a turning point where your protagonist has no choice but to engage in active conflict with the antagonist or the antagonist forces. For more on antagonists, listen to episode 102. I'll link in the show notes. Your third plot point marks the beginning of act three. Plot point three is the final turning point. It's where your protagonist makes the final choice, and then the resolution will be the consequences of that choice. It will lead to your protagonist's final confrontation with the antagonist. So, Each plot point brings more complication and momentum, and the reader becomes invested in its resolution. There are major turning points. Each plot point connects the major events of your story. With each plot point, the stakes ramp up. The plot points help structure the narrative arc, and most important, create the character arc. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.